From Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Thanks for inviting me into your home, long-haul truck, RV, camper, taxi, your parents' basement, your loft, that greasy spoon just off the interstate, and your cabin in the woods. Hi to all of you checking us out on one of our affiliate stations across North America. Howdy to those of you who catch the show using the Conspiracy Show app, those of you who stream us on our YouTube channel. However and wherever you're listening, I bid thee the warmest of welcomes and I thank you for your fine company. Now, big UFO ET conference coming up in a few weeks in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Stargate to the Cosmos Expo 2018. Absolutely enormous list of terrific speakers, including Dr. Sasha Lesson, author of Anunnaki, Gods No More, and producer of the hugely popular website, nkeyspeaks.com. He studied with the late Zechariah Sitchin for many years, and Mr. Sitchin asked Dr. Lesson to create popular courses to revise ancient anthropology and add the aliens and the Anunnaki into the mix. Janet Kira Lesson is a lifelong scholar and experiencer of extraterrestrial and interdimensional contacts. She's a radio host and a student also of Zechariah Sitchin's. She immersed herself in studies of Ninma, the Anunnaki, and receives direct downloads from Ninma, the geneticist from whose womb we all received our mitochondrial DNA. Janet expresses Ninma consciousness, peace, longevity, respect for consciousness, justice for women's earth, and membership in the galactic society. She's co-authored Anunnaki, Legacy of the Gods, Anunnaki, False Gods, Marduk, Anunnaki, King of Earth, Tantra for All Chakras, and Teach Tantra with Dr. Sasha Alex Lesson. All right, so um, back to you, uh, Sasha. I was asking you about why uh, the elites, uh, or as uh, Richard Dolan refers to them, this breakaway civilization of humans here on Earth, why they seem to have access to the alien technology and perhaps free energy and so forth, and we're not seeing any of the benefit. Uh, where are the Anunnaki in all of this? Why aren't they allowing us access to this important technology? In this mess, in this way of functioning, and it's it's not working, and uh, Anu, the guy who resigned as king, and the uh, Federation, has uh, they're all committed directly to uh, uh, getting rid of the mess that they've created. They realize they've created a, a total monster of these uh, of intermediaries who uh, cre- have a kleptocracy. The function of government is theft uh, 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 for those on top, and all the institutions like uh, medicine keep people sick, and you're going to find a cancer, just give us cure, we'll just give us some more money, and we're close to it. And uh, you get addicted to our drugs, and it goes on and on and on. Anyone that studies any of the entrenched industries and or government and how it works and how judges are selected and uh, you know and how the mafia uh, uh, work and intelligence agencies uh, work to uh, suppress the people know that there is a criminal element that has to be removed from authority from power. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to kill anybody or anything, but just there's got to be truth and reconciliation, and we've got to knock off this crap. Uh, Truman uh, and, and, and I have allowed uh, people to be kidnapped, and you, you were quite right in mentioning and being be taken and so forth, and there's been a lot of uh, 
uh, uh, people feeling like, yes, indeed, it was against their uh, will. And as they mature uh, in their uh, perception, they eventually come to, well, that's whatever it was. Right now, I can see it's part of a larger plan because I am who I am now and I've got gifts to give to the world. So people are reflecting on their life, whatever it is, come to that kind of a conclusion. That's like, you know, that, that's, that's obvious that, uh, and that, that's, that's part of it. But the, yes, the Anunnaki, uh, 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 despair, they can so help us with, you know, they have, they know how to train stem cells to replace organs and eyes they can see and the person that was congenitally blind. Uh, they, 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 so many things, transport that doesn't pollute. They have all this stuff. What keeps them from, uh, uh, doing this, this power elite. It's got to be removed in a way that isn't bloody and doesn't cut uh, uh, you off things like the French Revolution where everybody's killing everybody. It's got to be done in some peaceful way. That's what I think. Janet, did you want to weigh in on that with your thoughts? Why, yes. why we're being prevented from getting free technology? Well, there's a fact. Free energy, that I mean. Sorry, free energy. Yeah, free energy. There's cures for all diseases. We can basically raise the dead. We have everything. We can regrow limbs, cure all all diseases, um, um, revive the dead. It's it's just all there. The people in the secret space program are reporting that we already have it, and that's the million dollar question: Why isn't it coming up? Well, part of it is because well, human beings are a commodity. They're we are being used as slaves. They talk about the human trafficking here on Earth and the child trafficking. It's it's uh, throughout the galaxy. It's it's throughout the solar system especially and so people are being taken from the reds by this military faction um there are apparently a number of factions like six or seven different space programs there's the nazis there's there's all these different factions i know cory goods outlined them and i haven't bothered to memorize them but i'm i'm talking to the whistleblowers the secret space program people and they're coming out at their conference and they're saying you know i was nine years old i was taken out of my bed uh, I was first used as a child slave in the drug trade and because I was psychic and then I was traded to be a sex slave for some rich people in Chicago and that was their boy toy and then I got, was traded and I went to, into the, um, uh, base on Mars and then I, I went out into the, <laughs> in the solar system and then 20 years went by and they said it's over and then I was back in my bed and I was 15 minutes later I was still nine years old. I was nine years old again. I woke up and went downstairs and had breakfast and uh, had to look normal in front of my parents. So it's really freaky for these people that have these experiences. And it's like um, some of them are, are not just 20 and back, but 60 years uh, or, or times in between. So to answer your question, who's doing this? It's somebody that's uh, profiting from it and controlling and manipulating this uh, worldview they don't want to give it up. They don't want to give up their money. So how are we going to bring this about? Well, we have to all get conscious and reach critical mass and uh, speak up for ourselves, for each other, speak out. There's um, safety in numbers, and that's what's happening. We're doing a bunch of testimonials. All right. I think we have uh, someone on the line here. Is Skip in Toronto there? Yeah, Skip, Skip there. hi there. Welcome to The Conspiracy Show. You know, what I would like to say, and I would like to take me very serious about what I'm saying. United Nations has given all these countries 
authority to kill people. They go into the hospital, and when they go into the hospital, instead of they giving them the medication they're supposed to get, they're killing people out. I know they're sending all these aliens around the damn place to attack you. I had to exterminate three of them out of my building, and it wasn't easy for me to do that. I gotta speak in tongues, like I speak and I said, in the name of Jesus Christ, do not come into my house, leave my house. These are the things I have to be dealing with, right? And people doesn't understand, they say, well, I look like a crazy man. I am not no crazy man. I know what is going on. They're trying to kill out people. And they have given, United Nations has given the government authority to send aliens and all these obstacles in your house to kill you. And I know what I'm talking about. You can understand. All right. All right, Skip, let's, uh, let's have uh, Janet and Sasha respond to that. So, I mean, are there, are there hostile entities? Uh, I mean, surely they're not all benevolent. Uh, all I see in my... Okay. Uh, Skip, let me get Janet and, and Sasha in here to respond. I mean, are there some hostile entities that are, that are, that are here on Earth that we're dealing with? It's very complicated. <laughs> they're, they're, I wouldn't want to say any one particular species or race is hostile. I've seen wonderful reptilians, and I've, you know, I, I have not encountered any negative ones. That's all I'm saying. I have not personally. I don't know why that is. I know pe- people have negative experiences. What you're talking about, um, uh, Skip, I'm not sure. I really haven't encountered that personally. Uh, you're saying that the United Nations authorized this. I'm not aware of that. I mean, I don't know everything. I'm just a person. I'm doing the best I can to research it, and, and I'm talking to a lot of people. And that's part of what we're pulling together at this conference, connecting the dots. But I'm sure we're going to have, we're going to create more questions than we do answers. Um, I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not like Stephen Greer. I said there are absolutely nothing. There's nothing negative going on. The universe is a decline. You know, in, within each person, we have good and bad things. So there's negative things that happen, of course, lots of negative things. But I, I'm not, I don't have the details of that. Skip, I understand that you did a very wise thing when you uh, invoked Jesus Christ. That was a wise, wise move. You did yeah, the right thing. Yeah, that works. We don't know why it works, but it does work it's to right thing, protect girl. yourself. Yeah. That brings up a great question. If we're a genetic experiment... Who is Jesus, then, in your mind? This is kind of like cutting to the chase, and Glenn Bogue just released this book five in a series, and I've talked to him about the theory. But I concur, I agree with Glenn, that I think Jesus is Enki, and Enki is Jesus, and Mary is Nima, and that is a warping of the story, of the uh, creation story, of the, the human hybrid story in um, Sets of Virgin Birth. It was, a, it was in the lab. And so... What happens is these, these people, because they're extremely long-lived, you know, they just uh, they seem to disappear, but, you know, they're coming and going from the earth, they're going to different places that humans don't have access to, and then they, they emerge later and they get a different name. But the wedding in Canaan was Enki and 
and Mima finally getting married, they were forbidden to marry by their father, Anu. And at a certain point in time, they just said, screw this, we love each other, we're getting married. Okay, I've got to jump in here, Janet. We're going to take another time out. We'll pick up on that when we come back. The Conspiracy Show. Back in a moment, my name is Richard Serrett. The world is being pulled over your eyes. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. And uh, we are back with uh, Dr. Sasha Lesson and Janet Kira Lesson. Uh, we're talking about the Anunnaki. We are talking about uh, their big conference coming up in Albuquerque, October 25th to the 28th, and that is uh, the uh, Stargate to the Cosmos Expo 2018. Uh, somewhere between 40 and 60 speakers will be in attendance. I just want to pick up on something that you believe that, that uh, Jesus is Enki. You were mentioning the wedding at Canaan. Talk to me a little bit more about that, that, that this was a wedding between Enki and, yeah. and Ninma? Ninma. Right. Ninma is the sister. Of, so we're talking about this triad of people, the two brothers and the sister, and they kept vying for Ninma's affection. They wanted to be with Ninma because any of her children were higher ranking than they, any children that the, the two brothers could produce with any other woman. So they wanted their, you know, to have heirs that would be uh, in line for the throne. And all the Anunnaki were kind of numbered based on um, their ranking and who had, uh, just like they do with the royals now, you know, they, Harry and, you know, all these weddings are going on. They, they rank the children who's next in line for the throne. So it's all about power and control and manipulation. But Nimma um, ended up making love and having sex with her brother Enlil. And so she had a, a child by her brother, and she was betrothed to Enki. And we don't really know the backstory exactly. We're piecing that together why that happened. But part of it was because Enki, in order to uh, ensure a political alliance for his father, agreed to marry Damkina. And Damkina was the daughter of Alalu, and they were the other faction. Alalu and um Anu were vying for the throne of Nibiru, and they fought for it several times. They wrestled for it. And so that was the, um, okay, we're going to stop fighting, and we're going to let um, Nima, I mean, Damkina and Enki wed. And so Nima was heartbroken. She ended up uh, in the arms of Enlil and had a child. And that is, the sibling rivalry is still playing out to this day. So she was blackened. Yeah, you've heard the story of the Black Madonna. Her name yes, was yes. blackened, and she wasn't permitted to ever wed. That's what her father, Anu, said, because she did this thing. For a while, Enlil was blackened, but because Anu didn't want to you know, throw him out as an heir to the throne, so he elevated him and, and unblackened him. But that's why we have these, these statues of the Black Madonna. That's one of the pieces of evidence, is you follow the symbols. So we, when you have... Um, the Lady of Fatima, that's, that's Nimma's symbols. That's Mary. Uh, it's consistent. Roses. Uh, there's all these different things you can mm-hmm. identify. Uh, just like uh, David Icke does. You have the virgin birth and you have Horus and Isis and, and Mary and Jesus. Uh, there's these signs and symbols and archetypes and memes that you can identify throughout the times. And so tra- tracking it down like that, um, we think that uh, Nimma came forth as, oh, Nimma, Mama. Um, Mary, they're all uh, very close to each other phonetically, 
um, named by his mama. She's the original mother. And Mary is Mother Mary. So you just keep tying in all these things. It's, it's kind of like what David Icke does. And uh, when I look at the information and evaluate it, I go, oh, well, that's very logical. <laughs> because uh, all through time, the characters get twisted and their names change, but they're still the same characters. And the reason why they have all these different names is because humans can't resolve that these people possibly could be still alive after 450,000 years. And then we, we make... Logical and is all of this detail, this whole chronology, this whole narrative, is this all laid out in the Sumerian cuneiforms? It's all there in the text? No. You have to research it and analyze it. We spend endless hours correlating and comparing and uh, talking with other researchers and uh, identifying things. Uh, we don't have the original cuneiforms. All we have is what Sitchin and Kramer and other people have written in books, and uh, so you, you have to Google it and research it, and sometimes you get conflicting stories, and then you have to go further and deeper, and then you, you retract and retrace, and you go, okay, this, this is the most logical outcome. You know, the victors of war write the story, so remember that. You have two brothers vying for power and control manipulation, and uh, there's been, you know, endless war since we came... The Anunnaki came down and created us. So it sounds like we come by it honestly because we are, according to this theory, we're what ninety percent Anunnaki. So I mean, we have their temperament, their their characteristics, right? And we could also choose another path. We have the metagene. We have the ability to connect all the way to source. We have the ability to become conscious, and be kind, and loving, and compassionate. So all of that is a choice. When you find yourself going down that dark road, you just got to stop and change lanes, change the channel, choose love, choose to be conscious, say it again, say it again kindly, do it again, redo it, do it nicely. <laughs> and, and we can, you know, keep correcting our course like a ship at sea until we get back on track and reconnect with source and our original intention of coming out into existence was to find love. Love is the only answer. I think it was the Beatles who said that, wasn't it? No. <laughs> I think that's true, though. I think it's absolutely true. That yes, John Lennon absolutely. and Paul McCartney, that's they were right. very, very wise people. <laughs> absolutely. I wanted to ask you about the Stargate. And the, the the Anunnaki were using the Stargate, I guess, to sort of, as Nubiru swung by, they would use the Stargate to transport from the planet to Earth. Is that Stargate... Still operational? Where is it? Uh, some have speculated that perhaps that was the real motivation for uh, the the, uh, the, uh, the Gulf War was to locate the Stargate. Uh, talk to me a little bit about it. Where is it, and, and is it still operating? Well, there are apparently lots of Stargates. There's one outside of Mars. It's being guarded by a, a huge uh, flotilla of at least five major craft, kind of like Galactica. Um, there is, yeah, it's. You want to explain that, Sasha? I've been talking for a while. The Anunnaki used their particular big craft laden with gold, uh, particularly when Nibiru was its closest, when it's uh, at its uh, at its uh, perigee, when it comes closest, when it's really in here. And but they did they don't need that anymore to transport, and a lot of them never left. And that was just when they were using these great big uh, craft, which they don't need to use anymore. 
So I want to go back to Jesus with you because that pushed my buttons. Okay, right. So I've studied all this stuff, different uh, versions of things. You know, when we're going to have a guy at our conference that he documents how uh, after Jesus recovered from his uh, being uh, on the cross, he journeyed with his mother, Mother Mary, to Afghanistan and made a shrine for her when she died. And he lived to a ripe old age as all the wise people came to visit him and uh, in, in the Far East. and it, 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 So we have a whole bunch of different things. And so what I realized in the holographic universe is the fractal. What is, And it comes down to what is the Jesus inside you, the part of you that you identify with Jesus, mean? Well, what it means to most Americans that I talk to, it means, oh, that means unconditional love, empathy, love everybody. Well, that's the Jesus that for a lot of people, that's what they mean when they say that. They mean... That's the cure. If we could just love everybody, then we wouldn't want to kill each other, and it's, it's a really good idea. All right. Back to the Stargate, if we could. Are there any operational, and where are they on Earth? Oh, uh, okay, uh, in Diego Garcia, there's one. There's one in the Pacific. Janet, you tell them about that one. Well, I was underneath uh, Johnson Atoll. I was stationed. Well, I, was, I wasn't in the military. I was civilian working for the military in um, from December 95 to February 97. And during my, um, my time there, I ended up working in the underground military base as a, um, like a universal translator. It's a long story and I don't think I'm going to go into it, but I was under there. So there's, there's a, there's an interdimensional portal there. There are many of them. When you go underneath the, the hall into the, um, right, Paul, this, the Sphinx, there's an interdimensional portal where you go from this dimension to another realm. So apparently, it's not like the television series where it has to be like that. There are different stargates and portals all over the place. There's rumored to be one behind my house here in, um, uh, what's that called? Pu'u Kukui, you know. So we're not sure where they are, but the uh, Wherever they are, they're being guarded if the government finds out about it and protected and utilized. And uh, apparently it's, uh, you know, to, it's a one way of going between dimensions. It's, it's these stargates, these portals, and they're all over the place. I don't know where they are. Um, not privy that information, but I can speculate based on, you know, the whole system of ley lines. You could probably track it down, follow it, uh, look, look where churches are built or spiritual centers. There's likely to be stargates there. There's something un, un, in Bosnia. Is it uh, Romania? I think it's Romania, or I get confused on. Oh, well, there are pyramids in Bosnia. There are pyramids in Bosnia, yes. Right. There's a story uh, that came to us about a similar th- facility like I encountered. There, or when I was underneath Johnson Atoll, there was a huge uh, Obsidian wall, and then I stood before it, and the door opened when I stood in a certain place. So there was another man a story how he had to do the same thing. Uh, so it's like we're human keys, and then the, the wall dissolves and we get access, and underneath there there's a chamber where you can lay down on a table, and, and it shows you where you're uh, genetically connected to people throughout the cosmos and everywhere on the earth. So we're, we're finding stories, and they're, they're leaking out to us, but I don't have the full picture. I'm still researching it. If anybody knows anything, please contact us at Stargate to the Cosmos at Gmail, because we'd love to, you know, get some more correlations. But um, I think they're everywhere. Right. Now, there was a, uh, 
I, I believe I had someone on the show who believed, and I'm not sure how he or she received this information, but in the early days of the, uh, or before the, uh, the first Gulf War, that Saddam Hussein in Iraq had uh, a team of, I believe they were from Germany, uh, and they were excavating in the sands around Baghdad, uh, and it was theorized that perhaps they were trying to locate one of these stargates. Have you heard that? We absolutely know that there's all kinds of stuff under uh, in, in the Anatolian uh, Plateau and uh, uh, under Babylon between the Tigris and Euphrates. And, uh, of course, there's a, there's a stargate there. And there's tunnels that go to Romania and go to uh, Egypt. And it, 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 there's a huge tunnel and cavern system underneath the earth that we're pretending isn't there, but it's there. But is it possible that part of the reason for that Gulf War was to prevent Saddam Hussein from gaining control of that stargate? That was certainly one of the things. But the other thing was to gain some of the technology uh, that was in the back museums in these in uh, Iraq itself. And the first thing that, that our uh, squads did was hit and steal the things they needed to get for uh, American intelligence sources. The CIA wants to know, you know, wants to know the real history. Uh, 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 as far as, yeah, but the, the Anunnaki lied. That was the other thing. They, they, they made up their history as different as, as if Ralph Nader and Donald Trump wrote histories of North America, it would sound very different. These guys, each one of these Anunnaki had a whole different version of everything. We'll come back with uh, Dr. Sasha, Alex Lesson, and Janet Lesson as we continue to discuss the Anunnaki, exopolitics, disclosure, and much more right here on The Conspiracy Show. Jump on board if you'd like. The phone lines are open. Back in a moment. This is no place for the naive or the faint-hearted. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Welcome back. Just a reminder, next week on the program, Rosemary Ellen Guiley will be with us. Hey, I also wanted to remind you about my podcasts. Conspiracy Unlimited drops three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Three new episodes every week, Conspiracy Unlimited. And you can listen and subscribe at conspiracyunlimitedpodcast.com. Conspiracy Unlimited podcast.com and then my other podcast combining my love for rock and roll and the paranormal it's called the rock and roll twilight zone new episodes every wednesday the rock and roll twilight zone which is part of the jericho network as in chris jericho from wwe and a terrific rock band called fozzy uh, and also in association with westwood one the rock and roll twilight zone every wednesday and uh, the best thing is just Google it. It's it's available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and uh, iTunes and just about everywhere. All right, let's see now. Uh, I believe we're still trying to get a hold of uh, uh, Janet again. I think her phone died, but uh, uh, Doctor uh, Sasha Lesson stays with us. I wanted to get your take on um, what's going on down in the Antarctic. Over the last couple of years, all of these dignitaries seem to be flying down there. The former Secretary of State, John Kerry, I believe the head of the Russian Orthodox Church, went down there. Some are speculating that there is a, a giant, I mean an immense 
alien craft that has been buried in the ice and it's now revealing itself. What are your thoughts on that? Okay, yeah, yeah. Ever since we lost the Battle of the Weddell Sea in 1947, when the uh, Germans and their allies, the Bodlanders, came out with anti-grav uh, craft and they sunk the Pine Island and killed 64 Marines, uh, and, and that's when, uh, you know, basically the Serpo Greys, and I, I should probably... Uh, uh, came to our rescue. They were scouting out our nuclear facilities in Los Alamos, and they saw that we were utterly defenseless. Uh, Byrd wanted to uh, nuke uh, Antarctica. The, uh, the Brits had already uh, lost a the battle there, realized we were totally outgunned with this uh, anti-grav craft. But the, uh, so the Serpo Greys actually deliberately gave us an ambassador, and we sent 12 of our uh, uh, people uh, Air Force people uh, to Serpo and some settled there. And these are so this is to hark back a little bit. The reason we were compatible with uh, p- people like the Tall Grays from uh, Zeta Reticula is because the, they, we are from the same leering stock from when the Apex, the, where the original home of what became the Grays, was one of the first planets beat, battered, and then destroyed uh, by the uh, Dracos. But this, that's all another story. Uh, but anyway, that's why they're compatible with us. And uh, there's all different, uh, many different species of uh, grays. They finally just left their planet, and uh, some of them became sky-faring and lost the ability to breathe uh, the way we do. And so that's why the, the hybridization is so important to them and to us, because uh, we gain a lot from these uh, wonderful children who uh, are able to have the feeling for the whole group empathy, you know, like the grays have, but also have the spirit and the individuality and the passion that, that we have. All right, so this, this craft, uh, is that what they're looking at down in the Antarctic? Is that what yeah, is so, emerging so, from yeah, the ice? So, so I should really go in. This is a, We have an extensive history, well-documented, of a whole series of canyons and, uh, and, and caverns and, uh, and a whole civilization that's been under there, under the king of Bodland, huge places with an internal sun, uh, accounts of Norwegian sailors who came in the North Pole and came out the South Pole. And it's like the evidence is utterly overwhelming. It's not just of this very little place that they're looking at. There's an entire civilization uh, there with a very advanced technology, and they uh, gave shelter to the SS troops and their Ukrainian uh, women that they brought with them, and they were allowed to settle this uh, in Nushvabin land. There was a, a Nazi... Uh, 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 island uh, in under in this inner earth, Agartha, and uh, these people. Uh, we have a regular embassy with the Agarthans, and, uh, it, and we're in regular. Uh, we have gotten help uh, from them in not being overcome by the Nazis. But then Alan Dulles allowed the Nazi torturers and all the worst guys to come and take over uh, and torture Americans and. Uh, uh, New York, you know, and, and, and they and basically run the uh, rockets, tree business, and military and uh, in, intelligence services again. So we still the Nazis won. <laughs> They're in charge now. Yes, who's in charge? Yes, who's in charge now? At least those are the human intermediaries. But why would this 
was it the Agarthas that partnered with the Nazis and gave them this technology, or who, who was responsible for that? They, they already had it. The Varel had already given, the women had already given, them, the Nazis already had their own successful craft. So they had theirs, too. Uh, it was inferior, too, but they, but they actually had, they, they began with, with their uh, craft to start the bases uh, on Mars. They were there first, as, as, as the first humanoid group. And uh, their uh, their outfit, Kruger, is one of the uh, the big powers. Uh, they're that hire out, uh, and uh, they are a huge power in the, in the uh, what, what I get from the uh, in, in players. They are have to be taken into account. They're run by SS officers uh, in the, in, and they have their own bases on Mars and throughout the throughout this whole uh, local solar system. Very, very heavy. Very, very. Uh, uh, they take something called black goo, is what Penny Bradley's been telling us. But they're officers that makes them really rational and super strong, and they die early. So, is it your contention then? This is one of those theories out there that that the Roswell UFO crash it was actually a Nazi craft that crashed in Roswell. That well, was that, perhaps. Our, our, uh, Janet, of course, has done a lot more interviews uh, with, with somebody that was actually... Janet, are you, are you listening? I don't know if you can yeah, hear Yeah, I'm here. I have a whistleblower, and I won't be able to bring her forth to this conference, but I'm working on a future one. There were five crafts delivered on the planet the same week in five locations around the planet. They were delivered. The ETs can know what we're thinking before we think it. So there's no way they get shot down. This was a design, intentional design to help us escalate and speed up our evolution because the Greys lost about a thousand of their souls or people um, in that community, uh, the Dropas in China, or was it uh, Tibet? Anyway, there was about a thousand in the year, around the year 1000, they had about a thousand souls that got trapped in our cycle of reincarnation. This is a prison planet very hard to get out of it. And um, Errol the Grey, who was taken underground uh, to the base, or taken to the base and, and uh, interrogated, and told the story of how their Grey souls were trapped in this cycle, and that this is a, th- this whole kind of system here is a prison system, and there's no escaping, and that's why we have birth, life, death, and recycle. So she, the two craft were brought down, um, that day in July of 1947, and one, when they took off, the one that they uh, got into, so they delivered one intact, and the one they got into, um, it, it uh, came apart. It was a it was a effect, like a factory defect, defect, and it came apart. And it, but it was it was no accident. They wanted us to get the the technology so we could reverse engineer it, so we could catch up a bit and help them figure out how to uh, break this prison planet cycle, which has their souls entrapped. So they were brought inside these five craft that were delivered at the same time. One was one was Pine Gap in Australia. Um, there's something in Russia, something in Europe. There were five locations. They created a grid, and these are like Trojan horses. So they were taken underground. The military saying, oh, we, we brought them down. You know, we can make them crash. And that doesn't happen. Yeah. And that's a, that's one right. of the pieces that Greg Cameron brought forth. It's 
the last call since he said no. All right, Janet, I got to I got to jump in here. Take it one more time sure. out. We'll come back and finish up uh, with okay. uh, Janet Lesson and Doctor Sasha Lesson right here on the Conspiracy Show. Where there's smoke, there's the Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio. And we are back for a few minutes yet with Dr. Sasha Lesson and Janet Kira Lesson. Again, the um, Stargate to the Cosmos Expo 2018 happening in Albuquerque, New Mexico, October 25th to the 28th. Uh, for more information, just go to the website strangeplanet.ca and click on uh, under guests. You'll see Sasha and Janet's names. Just click there and that'll take you right to the website. We started off uh, this discussion talking about disclosure, and I just wanted to sort of round that out as we... Okay, I'm back. As we, I'm back. All right. Janet, I was just asking what, about the website and whether people can can register right online there. Okay. You go to stargatetothecosmos.org and click on tickets or register, something like that. It's up in the top towards the middle, and tickets are on sale now. We have um, full passes, day passes. You can go... So various workshops, you can see the full schedule, click on schedule, you can click on the individual speakers, um, click on them, and they will, uh, it uh, drops down and you can see what they're going to present, where they're going to be. We have meals with the stars, we have um, you know, workshops and mixers and all kinds of things. Terrific. We began the program talking about disclosure. And I wanted to ask you about the efforts of Tom DeLong and Robert Bigelow. I mean, are they heading in the right direction? Are they part of the deception? What are your thoughts on DeLong and, and Bigelow? It's, you know, basically anything that comes out of uh, this is dressing. <laughs> There's so much going on. And is it true or false? A little of both, you know. It's like it's just managed. Now, you know, we ask about where does disclosure? I really want to come back to this. Disclosure is inside. If you meditate and go inside, you're going to be able to access all the wisdom. You know, like Tesla did. You can you can you can imagine that you are uh, in the head of Michelangelo or Stravinsky, and uh, and you can see things and feel things from that person's from the fractal inside of you. That's Stravinsky or Michelangelo. And start to channel that. In hypnosis, we give you lessons with the master tennis players and your tennis game improves. Listen, it's all there. So disclosure starts with you, your visions, your ghosts, the dead people who come to you, the uh, visions that you had that motivate you in life to uh, uh, transcend your limits. It's there. That's it. That's what I think. It resonates with stuff that's beyond you. You think it's just a part of you, but it's universal. Janet, did you want to weigh in there? We lost you momentarily. I was asking about the efforts of Tom DeLong and Robert Bigelow and whether they are going in the right direction, or are they part of sort of helping to keep a lid on this whole arena? I think that that they are going to have a limited disclosure. First of all, uh, if Bigelow or or Musk or anybody gets to Mars, they're going to be in for a big surprise because there's already a huge presence there. And so they're probably going to be very uh, closely contained and managed that the, the information is going to be limited what they get. So I think they are going to give in to the pressure of the powers that be and allow limited disclosure, but they're trying to control the narrative. 
So we get this uh, whitewash version. It's not quite everything. And I don't know uh, to what level, you know, people uh, that are in it like DeLong, uh, whether they understand or not. They're going to be fed what they're going to be fed. We're looking for authentic disclosure, and that comes from the people that are living it. And we don't have the answer, but we're piecing it together by delving into these stories. So we don't know if somebody's mind-controlling everybody. You know, this whole matrix that we're living in could just be one big mind control, you know, uh, just to, you know, keep us into this uh, paradigm that we're living in. But, you know, much like Neo and uh, Neo and uh, that whole thing. But right, we're right. just looking at it, and um, I think that this, you know, authentic disclosure, quote-unquote, <laughs> Uh, which comes from the people that are having the experiences. You know, a lot of these people are talking about it, but they're not working beside the extraterrestrials and not in the underground bases. Um, so we're getting those people. Um, maybe they have more right. of the information. There's a big picture. And we're looking are you cons- we have um We have Joanne Richards, who husband, whose husband is in jail for the rest of his life because he was disclosing things and... And he has a whole picture, much like uh, other people, where, where there, there's a whole society. They have regular meetings ongoing. So we're just putting all out there, and, and the people are going to decide. What were you going to ask? Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm well, I was just going to say, I don't need to tell you that the whole sort of UFO community, if I can use that term, I mean, there's so much division. There are those who, who say, well... Uh, you know, you're all getting too, uh, too far out over your skis and, and talking about, uh, some of this stuff is gonna, you're gonna lose the room. And then you have others pointing fingers at others saying, well, they're disinformation officers or they're part of Majestic 12 and don't believe these people talking about animal mutilations and so forth. When you put a conference like this together, I mean, are you, are you thinking about, you know, that? Are you vetting speakers? Are there, are you concerned that there's, you know, you may have, you, you may have people in the conference that, who knows, maybe they're disinformation officers or they're disinformation agents rather. What are your thoughts on I'm, that? I'm this pretty whole... sure we'll have all the above, but I'm putting it all out there. See, what happens when you have a group gestalt is that the truth emerges. So it won't, it won't hold up. So we're all going to put our, our pieces of the information out there. We're going to we're going to record everything. We're going to document everything. We're going to we're going to keep the, the dialogue. We're going to continue the dialogue. Those people, the truth is un. I mean, the lies are unsustainable. People trip up. They fall on the wayside. They can't can, they can't keep their story straight. So the truth will and is emerging, and it comes from all the pieces of the puzzle and us all telling our stories, the testimonials. And so that's what we're doing, That a different type of thing. We're not throwing out, you know, people that are, I mean, I, I know everybody that's coming. I've, I've, I've talked to everybody. I've interviewed them like we're interviewing each other here, right here. So I know them on that level. I don't know everybody personally. I haven't hung out with them, with them all weekends at a time. But I, I do know a lot of these people because I go to the conferences. I've been doing that for 21 years, Dr. Lissa and I together. And I've been doing, I've been attending conferences since they, um, early 70s, so I have a good uh, grasp of all this, but I don't have the answer. We're going to see what happens. It's an adventure. We're in the middle of a journey, and uh, this is the next chapter, and we don't know what's at the end of the rainbow, but we're heading down the road, you know, and we're having fun. Right. Sure, sure. Uh, but, but, I mean, 
Am I, my, that's my sense of it. it. It's never been so divisive. Do you get that sense? I mean, it, it, in some, I mean, I talk to people and they, and they say, well, don't have that person on or don't talk to this person or this person's a disinfo agent. Have you ever seen it this divisive? Well, you know, it's all about money and power control manipulation and it does go down to the lowest level even to us. And we've got to stay clean and clear and not get divisive, but we are. So I'm, I'm not divisive. I can only do me. I'm listening to people. I'm listening to their stories. Uh, I have a very strong sense. If it doesn't ring true, I, you know, I sense it. But I don't call people on their stuff because they may believe it. I've seen people believe the weirdest things. I just keep going with the correlations, right? <laughs> and, it, and it has to feel good. It has to feel right. I'm not going down a negative thing. I could very easily go, oh, Indians are evil. You know, but I think you've got to be careful because you attract that. We are co-creating this this reality. And if you go into the dark stuff, you're going to get the dark stuff. So that's not where I want to go. I'm taking us on the highest road to enlightenment, to consciousness, to a, a win-for-all scenario, for something where it serves all of humanity, not at the expense of anybody. And there is. There is a place where we are in. And I, I know this because when I was four, I was taken on board a ship. I was shown 24 potential future history multiverses and the darkest one was the planet blew up and the lightest one was utopia and everything in between and they said there are more than these but these are the most logical outcomes where do you choose to go and i chose the third one from the end because i wanted something left to do utopia was kind of boring right so <laughs> um and I, I was my eternal self when they showed me that and they showed the same thing to Tulloch. i've heard this story from other people yeah they show you the multiverses where do you want to go they said at the very end, you are the chooser. Just remember, like if you're going down the raw multiverse, change lanes, change the channel, adjust your course. You can go to the positive outcomes. And I think that's the biggest message. Right. We are all co-creators with source. We are all God incarnated and manifesting through these individual avatars. We are multidimensional beings having simultaneous experiences in many forms, vibratory frequencies on many planets and, and, oh. and dimensions. We got to run, but thank you both for this. Stargate to the Cosmos, Albuquerque, October 25 to 28, StargateToTheCosmos.org. Thank you both. Thank, thank you. you. All right. Don't be afraid. There's nothing concealed that won't be revealed and nothing hidden that won't be made known. What you hear in the dark, speak in the light. What I say in a whisper, proclaim from the housetops. Move over, Aphrodite. I'm coming home, or at least up the stairs. Good night. <laughs>